Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast that deep dives beyond the daily hustle and explores how you can achieve your potential with purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and use your power to contribute to a better world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and today's episode is a special one for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that this is the final podcast episode of the year. This is my final work week, so the journey of potential wraps up this week. And for the final two weeks of the year, I'll be stepping back completely, taking off my coaching hat and putting on my hat of being a girlfriend, a friend, a human being, an explorer, an adventurer. I'm actually going to Byron Bay uh, for a week before Christmas. So for anyone who doesn't know, Byron Bay is a coastal town around the central part of the east coast of Australia. Um, and it's it's beautiful from what I've heard. I've never been there before. And I'm really keen to uh, do some scuba diving there, to do some hikes and just get out. <laughs> And then after that, quite a lot of Christmas and New Year's events, which I am really looking forward to, really looking forward to contrasting this big year of doing with being. So really relaxing, having downtime, connecting with nature, connecting with my friends and family and enjoying the pleasures that life has to offer, uh, especially at this time of the year, really enjoying the fact that everyone else has time off work as well and we can all share a lot of experiences together so really looking forward to that now the second reason why this episode is a special one is because i'm going to be sharing a deeper insight into me so my journey of how i became a coach now the reason i want to close this year with my story is because I believe this is going to be important to keep things transparent and to inspire you or to empower you. I believe that people often see the end point, like people when they follow someone or when they meet them or when they have someone that they look up to, they'll see them as the person that they are from the point that they, they came across them in the first place. So they'll see them at this point in time, but lack the context of what has led up to that point. And speaking from my own personal experiences as well, that can cause some unrealistic expectations because they will have evidence of success. They'll have evidence of this person already doing well, but they'll lack the evidence of all the failures, of all the challenges, of all the setbacks that preceded that person getting to where they are now. So consciously, people will know this, but unconsciously, they can assume that you know success is easy or success happens overnight or they, sh- they assume that they shouldn't be having these hardships and these failures. So when they do go through them themselves, they'll feel some insecurity or they'll start to question whether they're cut out to be able to do this or they'll question, is this what is meant to happen? You know, they'll have imposter syndrome. They'll feel a bit disempowered. So I really want to share my story and to empower you also because I know that I have created more of an unconventional pathway. Um, Interestingly, you know, becoming more 
commonplace now. What I'm talking about is like having my own business that is predominantly online um, and, you know, having multiple uh, rebrands over time, doing and being multiple different things, not just one thing. Um, That's something that there are people out there who aspire to do that as well, who are in a position of transition in their career, in a position where they want to uh, create and expand themselves in, as they continue in their journey. So hopefully this can people give people insight into different ways that they can do this and different ways they can live their life and create their dream reality. Um, this is something that I personally used to actually hold back on sharing because I was personally a little bit insecure about what I was doing I wasn't sure if it was something that was right I wasn't sure if it was something that um, was accepted by the majority of people by society but then when I started to speak about it a little bit more I had people who actually told me that they were inspired hearing my story that it almost gave them permission to do the same themselves so that has just been such a strong reminder that I should not be holding back on this story. I should be sharing it so that other people can be inspired and can be empowered as well. So let's actually go all the way back and let's actually start with where this all started, which would have been at the end of high school. So when I finished high school, I was pretty certain for a while that I wanted to do physiotherapy. I had worked pretty hard my entire like childhood and through high school to uh, be academically in a place that I could actually get into the physiotherapy degree because it is quite competitive. Um, so I, I actually went down that path of finishing school and then going straight into uni, which interestingly for me, there was no other option. Um, just being at a very academic school, it was a thing to do like gap years were not a thing. If I, like just saying, uh, if I could go back in time, I probably would have liked to take a gap year. Um, But what's done is done now. The fact that I went down that pathway has undoubtedly created all the opportunities and the path I'm on now, which I am so, so grateful for. But having said that, if I had my time back, I'd I'd like, would have liked to take a gap year, but you know what? I'm still going to do that now, which I'm planning for in 2022. Not a full gap year, but a lot more adventure, a lot more exploration. So it's never too late. That was a bit of a side note, but going back to the story. So between school and uni though, so there's a really big holiday. I think it's three or four months between finishing high school and uni. There was actually something that happened that really got the ball rolling for me to create the part that I'm on now or to to become the person and to be where I am now. And that is actually making what I actually look back now and think quite an impulsive decision to enroll myself into Cert 3 and 4 in fitness at TAFE. So a TAFE course to become a personal trainer. Now, the reason why I say it was impulsive is because at the time I wasn't like an experienced gym person. I had actually met James only a couple of months earlier. He had introduced me to the gym, shown me some exercises. I was, I was a beginner in the gym. Yet I decided to enroll myself into a personal training course. So I look back now that was quite impulsive, which I believe has 
been one of my strengths was I actually believe has been one of the things that has um, contributed to me being able to achieve the things that I want. Because although impulsiveness can be unresourceful, it can also be highly resourceful because compared to someone who will analyze, overanalyze the risks in the worst case scenario and overanalyze their own capabilities, that scenario is going to likely lead to people convincing themselves like and talking themselves out of taking these opportunities. But for me, I didn't even think twice. I just did it. <laughs> so that's where my entire journey of being a coach and working not only as a physio, but also as a personal trainer slash now coach started from that split second decision that came out of nowhere. Like only four months earlier, that wasn't in the plan. It was just something that I decided to do. I thought it was going to be fun. Um, and I didn't really have a long-term plan either. I was just going to get into it and do some personal training because I thought it was fun and I enjoyed it. So that's how that journey started. And in that first year of uni, like so much happened. So I was studying full-time as a physio, and then I was also studying part-time to become a personal trainer. It was a six-month course. And at the end of those six months, I actually had my first setback. I actually failed my personal training TAFE course. So the final assessment to get the qualification to become a personal trainer, I actually failed that, which meant that I had to resit the assessment a couple of months later. Now, this was really disappointing and also really frustrating because only six months prior, I had done extremely well in VCE to get into physio only to then fail a TAFE course six months later, a course that most other people passed, other people who I knew I was just as capable, if not more than them. So I failed. And it's funny looking back now because everyone who sees me now, you know, doing the coaching that I do, it's pretty clear that I can do my job well. (laughs) But at the time I did fail that course. So that is just one example of how these failures, they're not the be all and end all. Like at that time, anyone can use a failure like that to to convince themselves or they can use that as evidence to believe that they are not good enough, that they are not meant to be able to do this, that this pathway is not meant for them. But clearly, like even just looking at my own story, that's not the case. Just looking at what I do now. So I reset the um, assessment a couple of months later. I also then uh, jumped into becoming a Les Mills instructor. So teaching body pump classes, which is like a group fitness class. Um, So I was actually quite adventurous, you know, impulsive in a way. And I believe that actually is a resourceful trait to a degree and just jumped into a lot of different things in in first year uni. Um, From there, that's where I think the pathway just started to lay down more and more, you know, like as I was walking on the pathway, I'm just kind of visualizing as the the path wasn't set and there wasn't a set plan that I had. I didn't plan to have children by a certain age or be married by a certain age or have a certain career milestone by a certain age. It just got laid down as I went. And I actually really believe that that's the way to approach life because who knows where life is going to be 10 years from now 
uh, five years from now, right? So you're best off actually just taking one step at a time and focusing on the tangible next step. So from there, things just started to roll into motion, but as but as I went along, not in advance. So I was working in a personal training studio and I was working with a lot of women who were so beautiful, but were so deflated at their own ability to lose weight, their own health and fitness condition. So that's something that I became really passionate about. And after working with those women for a while, I actually decided to make an Instagram account. And this was relatively early days of Instagram where it wasn't as big to have a business on there. People were just posting on there and and kind of like just sharing photos. So I actually unintentionally started my business then because I created an Instagram account. I just started posting inspiring content, started posting my own um, like tips and tricks for women to lose weight, to get strong, to move better, to get healthy. And that's where my very first business started. It was all unintentional. Um, and I called it Strong Foundations Fitness. So I wanted it to be about strong foundations, not just about fad diets, but that women uh, helping women to really build their base and get strong and, and um, do all of it properly. So Strong Foundations Fitness was my first unintentional business. Had no idea what I was doing, by the way, like no idea at all. And it was actually along around this point that I started to get into uh, self-development and mindset. And the reason why this actually happened was I actually was giving two different women the exact same program, but I noticed that one was getting great results and one wasn't. So I was starting to realize that there must be more to success and more to results than just exercise, like just the program itself. I actually realized after looking into this a bit more was that the major difference between the two women was that one one of the women's mindset was in a really solid place and the other one wasn't. So one woman was really focused on... Um, like thinking more positively, I know, which sounds like so cliche, but like just being more positive, um, really trusting in the process and reflecting on her own, like limiting beliefs and stuff like that versus the other woman would just come in and be complaining a lot and um, really doubt her abilities and talk more in wishful thinking rather than uh, empowered thinking. So there was a difference there in the mindset and that actually got me started into mindset. So that's actually been part of my coaching for a long time. I started to incorporate mindset coaching both into my personal training sessions. And this is while I'm still studying at uni to become a physio. And that's where the second pillar of the Thriving Three was born. So not just focusing on the body, not just focusing on action, but focusing on the mind as well. It was also around this time that I met Tom Clark, who is still my business and life mentor. I went to, I think it was a three-day retreat back then, and we started doing some one-on-one work together who carried me and continued taking me along this journey. And it's interesting because I in the, I can't remember how I met him. I think it was quite like coincidental in a way online somewhere. 
But without him and without finding myself in this business group and mindset and environment, uh, I don't think I would have, I don't think I'd still have a business today. Like I think I would have given up after Strong Foundations Fitness because it was challenging. Like, you know, I wasn't getting clients. I wasn't like making any money from it. And it was just taking a lot more energy than it was worth. So that was something that once again, another unintended um, opportunity, like another unintended pathway crossed with someone else that has just changed my complete career and my entire development trajectory. So that was huge because after working with Tom uh, for a while, we consolidated the business. I built on my skills, went from knowing absolutely nothing to knowing a little bit. (laughs) And then uh, before, uh, before then graduating to become a physio, so fast forwards to the end of my university years, I decided with the help of Tom to rebrand the business from Strong Foundations Fitness to the motion mechanic, which is something that I think would sound more familiar to many of you. So the motion mechanic, as you can hear in the name even, was more focused on movement, was more focused on function, was more focused on performance rather than aesthetics. It wasn't really focused on like weight loss anymore. It wasn't purely just for women anymore, but it was more focused on movement and performance in sports, particularly running. So that was something that I then changed. And like, once again, you know, like all this has come one step at a time. I hadn't had a plan to only have strong foundations fitness for a year. Um, I hadn't had a plan to rebrand until I had the plan to rebrand. It has just all come one step at a time. But I think the important lesson here is actually to allow things change and allow things to evolve as you evolve. Like if I were to hold on to Strong Foundations Fitness, it just wouldn't have been aligned anymore. Like I had outgrown that. I wasn't interested in that anymore. So I had to take action to reflect that even though it came with more work, you know, of course it comes with more work to rebrand. It comes with more risks. It comes with fears and um, just being, putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, But all that is so important to align what we do with who we are. So that was the start of my physio career. Um, I was onto my second business, which was still kind of just getting up and running. Um, I was working part-time as a physio, so straight up out of uni. I only worked part-time as a physio, never have done full-time actually, because I've always had this side coaching um, business with the physio aspect. And that's how I do both. And that's how I've done both from the very start. Um, at the start of the motion mechanic, it was still personal training. So working in gyms, doing session after session and coaching people um, to do their to, to do their exercises and get better performance. And around this time, my timelines are a little bit blurred. I can't actually remember completely, but I think I did my first workshop around them. And this was another like failure in quotation marks that I think is really important to share. My very first workshop only one person came, not including my mum and dad. <laughs> so I remember the workshop starting at 2 p.m. 
2 p.m. ticked over and there was no one in the audience yet. Then one person came in and then my parents came in late and I was just so embarrassed. But looking back now, like I had to do my first workshop at some point. (laughs) I had to do my first workshop and no one's first workshop is going to be filling up with thousands of people. So that was just another necessary step along my journey. Um, So once again, you know, I at the point wanted to give up. I was like, oh, workshops are just too hard. It's just not for me. But then looking now, like you all know that I've run many, many workshops since. And since then, my workshop skills have improved drastically. Obviously, the number of participants have increased. But that's all only because the first one was run. Um, so that was when that happened on top of that as well, around this time, um, I started to, uh, actually focus more on running strength and conditioning coaching. So I did, did my strength and conditioning, uh, qualification and then became a strength and conditioning coach to focus more on running. So it was all kind of happening around this time to niche down into more what I do now. So I did that for another few years. Now, the most recent kind of progression was in the last two years. A few things happened. The first thing, I started to just develop more as a person. I started to uh, become more in tune with myself, more with life. I had a quarter life crisis. So when I turned 25, roughly, give or take, I when there were quarter life crisis where I was questioning life, the meaning of life, questioning our existence, all of those things. Um, And then COVID also happened as well. Uh, That was last year, obviously. You all know how that turned out. So over this time, a lot of things happened to put in place motion for further change. Because when I went through my quarter life crisis, and this was before COVID, I started to really... um, I started to question was performance and mindset it because I had done well, like someone who's already done, always done well my, my whole life. I had done well, yet I was still going through a quarter life crisis. (laughs) Like I was doing well, but I was still having days where I was like, what's the meaning of all this? And I was still feeling like something was missing. Like I had days, especially um, early on when I learned more about, what was happening in this world and all the larger worldwide problems outside of like just not being able to squat heavy or something like that. Um, I had days where I was just crying because I was just devastated for the state of the world. So from there, I actually went down a spiritual journey and looked at life through the lens of a deeper purpose, deeper meaning, a greater meaning to life outside of the day-to-day hustle hence why this podcast is about deep diving beyond the day-to-day hustle so that's where the the thriving three was born (laughs) the three pillars for you to truly thrive at the highest level because someone can be successful like someone can have the right mindset someone can perform and take action and be successful They can still have a quarter life crisis. They can still have a midlife crisis if they are lacking the third pillar, which is the pillar of the heart. So connecting with one's spirit and one's emotions and becoming in tune with a deeper, greater purpose and meaning to life. And that 
became really big for me because you know especially at the start of my own like vegan journey as well um all of that i wanted to do more for the world and i realized there was more to life than like just being successful once again i wasn't going through this whole process alone i had the guidance of tom my mentor and he was really there for me this whole time like making sense of all these feelings and these thoughts that i was having and showing me the way like showing me that it's okay to be feeling all this and showing me that if this is the realization that this kind of enlightenment this awakening that a lot of people do have and it really kind of hurts at the start because you're like what is all this for like and you're really questioning all this but it's all part of like like rising above the daily hustle and then being set free so this whole time I had like guidance from him. Then I started to deep down at a very, very small level feel less connected to the brand of the motion mechanic. It was just so, so small at the start that I didn't even realize. And I, the first tangible thing that I said that I remember um, that actually signifies this was I remember saying to someone yeah, like I love coaching people and I love um, doing like work in the gym, but it's not forever. <laughs> so that was like the very, very first signal because what that signifies was like I was invested and I loved it, but it's not like my be all and end all. It's like not my deepest, biggest um, driver that I want to be doing for the rest of my life. So that's the very first thing. And that grew and grew and grew. That feeling grew up until a point a whole year later. So we're now at kind of like 2020 where I was like, I'm, I'm not really feeling the motion mechanic anymore. Like I, I need to expand and incorporate coaching that goes beyond just physical coaching. And it incorporates the mind and the heart as well. It was just so, it was just calling me and it was just pulling me. But for so many reasons, you know, fear, um, comfort, uh, and, and fear in multiple dimensions, like fear of change, fear of the unknown, fear of judgment from others, because being a physio in a very evidence-based industry, uh, going into more like mindset coaching or life coaching to me, like I know this is my own projection, but like, was a really backwards move so i just ignored it and i just like pushed that (laughs) desire down for like pretty much all of 2020 um not to say that i wasn't enjoying what i was doing like i was still enjoying it i was still showing up as my best with clients absolutely but then at a deeper deeper level that's what i was feeling and throughout this time of course with covid a lot changed as well and initially it was so uh, inconvenience, but now it's what's allowed me to now be running a predominantly online business. Like now I, I see a couple of clients a week in person. Um, and that's it. And, and through COVID, what happened was all of my gym sessions, obviously couldn't go ahead anymore. Gyms were closed for like majority of 2020 in Melbourne. So that was where I transitioned clients online. And I was actually already doing some online coaching, given that I had actually unintentionally created a business from social media so social media was my main like i guess presence and that's where i would get online clients because people might not be in melbourne and they would discover me on social media and they would 
inquire about my services on social media. So I was already doing some online coaching, um, but then last year, that's when it became like the dominant service I was providing. Like all of my clients were online. So last year, I then also created the eight-week development intensive, which was like the first version of what is now the journey of potential because there was lockdowns and I was like, you know what? I am going to incorporate some sort of coaching that includes, so I'm going to create some sort of coaching that includes the mind, body, and heart. And that's where the eight-week development started. So that was like running coaching, that was strength and conditioning coaching, but it was also like mindset and it was also like uh, like life coaching as well. So that was an eight-week online course and I ran two rounds of that last year. Absolutely loved it, right? Loved it. It was great to combine all of those aspects together, but I was still operating as the motion mechanic and I was still mainly talking about the physical aspects like injuries, training, um, externally, like on socials, that's, that's all I was posting. Cause I was a bit shy to post more about like the mindset stuff. I was posting a little bit, but at a very light level. And now we're almost at present day. So going forward to the start of this year, I then actually, um, went to a five day retreat with Tom. It was a personal and business, uh, like summit where I connected deeply to my life's purpose. We did a deathbed visualization, which is so damn, so damn like impactful, so damn eye-opening. And I do that in the journey of potential as well. I actually run everyone through a deathbed visualization early in the program and then overcame fears, overcame my limiting beliefs, really stepped up and decided to rebrand. Finally, after almost a whole year, uh, I decided to rebrand and actually did so in the next month. So within one month of making my decision, I, I just did it. So I changed the motion mechanic to now Alliance Performance, which you all know. And that's something else that shows my like impulsiveness in a way. Like I was sitting on the decision for ages, but once I decided, I didn't sit on it anymore. I committed and I changed it like ASAP changed the brand name, changed everything, uh, and then changed how I did things with clients, pretty much called them all up, talked to them. This is what I'm changing. I'm going to do things in this way now. I'm going to expand how we do our coaching. It's going to be so much more impactful. It's going to be so much better. Did that all within the first month of making that decision. And now, you know, at the end of 2021, I look back uh, and I'm just full of so much gratitude, so much awe of what this year has really been. Like I've talked about this before. This year has absolutely been the best year in business yet for me. And that's in terms of finances, but also impact in my clients' lives. Not just my running clients, so aligns athletes, but also in the journey of potential. I've run two rounds in the second half of this year when we went into lockdown and like the transformation, the change and the ripple effects of these clients from this 50 day online group coaching program is just incredible. And that is making me more fulfilled and loving what I do more than ever. 
at a high level, my vision and purpose is so clear, clearer more than ever. And it's something that I am 100% behind. It's something that I know this is what I'm living for. This is what I'm waking up for. None of this, oh yeah, a job's just to pay the bills or this is what I'm doing now, but that might change. I mean, never say never, it could still change. But at the moment, like this is the legacy that I am here to leave on this planet. And if you don't already know, like my vision is about making this world a more thriving, flourishing and loving place where all individuals and humans can thrive at the highest level and all forms of life can thrive and live harmoniously alongside each other, which is why I do coaching to help people achieve their potential with purpose so that they can thrive and they can actually contribute to a better world. That's what this podcast is about. That's something that I'm so, so invested in. And in terms of the actual how I do this, well, my my days are never the same. Like what I do is just so much fun. So I do a mix of like coaching one-on-one and in groups. So one-on-one thrive coaching and then the journey of potential, which is a small group program with six people maximum. Um, I do that online, but I also do in-person coaching as well. Uh, especially for strength and conditioning sessions. And I do uh, aligned athletes coaching, so running and strength and conditioning coaching. Um, the Enlightened, which was meant to go ahead this year, uh, no thanks to due to COVID, going to be next year now. So a weekend um, summit, so a weekend retreat to actually step up from the journey of potential. And just so much joy in how I work with people you know my days are also got so much different um, tasks for me to focus on whether it's client check-ins or emails or creating content for my podcast like right now or social media for my email list business planning improving the business so like last week I did a photo shoot for the website improving the website like study because I'm also studying my master's of nutrition every day is different and it's so flexible because most of my work is online. I'm able to run my life in the middle zone between hustling and floating. Like I'm not full hustling. I'm not full floating and cruising and doing nothing either. I'm able to actually choose where I want to, uh, how I want to live. I've done the hustle before and I don't really, it was fine at the time, but in the big picture, it's not really what I believe is the way to spend like our experience of life on this beautiful planet. And obviously like just floating and cruising and doing nothing isn't great either in life. So it's like, I can choose how I want to show up. I can choose the pace of my life. I can choose like um, how much impact I want to have on my clients because I have decided to, I guess, go against the grain and do what I believe in. What I truly believe is the deepest way to create transformation and to help people like really go to the roots of who they are and how they show up. So that is my story. I've just realized that I've been talking for 35 minutes. This was originally meant to be a 20 minute episode. This is how it always turns out. But I just get so excited and so passionate, so driven to talk about this because I love what I do. And I know that other people are aspiring to do the same as well. And I know that I've been raving about how uh, everything has been and where I'm at, but also just know 
as you've heard through my entire journey. And even now, there are absolutely hard days. There are absolutely challenges. There is absolutely suffering still. But the difference is, is that my relationship with that has changed. Like I know that that is part of the process. Like I know that failures and setbacks are a part of the journey, are a part of life. So if life has any meaning, if life has any purpose, then so does every single challenge and so does every single time we suffer. That has a meaning because that is an inevitable part of life. So if life has meaning, then so does challenges and so so do challenges and so do does suffering. It's got a meaning to it. And we're going to change we're going to change our outlook on that and our perception of that because true challenges only really suck if we believe that we're not meant to have them. If we have accepted them, then they are okay. They're a part of the journey of life. The journey of potential. <laughs> So what I hope that you've all gotten out of this story is that, yes, there's going to be failures. There's going to be hard times. No one is good as soon as I start doing something. Like no one's good from the start. But that is the fun part. The fun part is the journey and taking life as it comes. Because like I said, none of this was planned. (laughs) I didn't have a grand plan to have three different businesses within a five-year period. But taking it as it comes is the way to go because as you evolve, as you learn more, you change your mind and things change. So have an idea of what you want in the big picture, but also take it as it comes and focus on one step at a time. And the final thing is to follow your heart, which I know sounds so like wishy-washy, but here's the thing. If I had not changed from Strong Foundations Fitness to the Motion Mechanic. If I had not changed the Motion Mechanic to Aligned Performance, I would not be nearly as like happy in my life, nor would I be as successful as I am now because you can't fail if you were truly following your heart. You just can't. It comes out. You know, if you're passionate about something, then that will show and you will put in the time and you will master the art and the craft of whatever that you do and you will eventually succeed. You will be invincible because everything is aligned versus if you're doing something, even if you're good at it, but you don't really believe in it or you don't really enjoy it, that will eventually show and that will eventually work against you. So follow your heart, even if it comes with fear, even if it comes with like slowing down your journey or having to start all over again. Like the point is journey is your journey isn't a linear thing. Like I've mentioned before, the path gets laid as you are walking on it. So even if you have to start all over again, that is still a that is still the next step in your journey. It's not starting all over again. It's actually still taking one more step forwards to become the most aligned, the most thriving version of you who can actually serve the world better when you do something that you believe in. So I want to finish off this episode with a big, big thank you to everyone for all of your support this year. As you've heard in this episode, like this wouldn't have happened without you. Like this would not have happened with your support, with all my clients' loyalty, with all of the connections I've made um, on Instagram, on social media. And it just means so much. And I still get surprised when I look at my podcast and I can see, you know, the people, the numbers of people listening. It's just like, 
damn, that meant people actually listen to me talk for half an hour. <laughs> so I appreciate you know your support so, so much. Um, this podcast has only been around for just over six months, but I have had beautiful feedback from it. And I'm just so glad that it's making impact for you and making a difference to your life. Like I'm just recording this in my room, but to think that it's actually reaching people out there and it's actually making a difference is so beautiful. So thank you so much for your support. I um, can't wait to come back next year and I can't wait to bring another year of the Aligned Performance Podcast. Go deeper, go bigger, bring on more guests and continue creating this ripple effect so that you can thrive and you can contribute to a beautiful world. All right, final request of the year. If you enjoy the podcast, then please take a moment to hop onto Apple Podcasts and leave a review and rating. It's something that I know people don't ever really think about doing. It's something that you, you kind of got to go out of your way to do it. But I'd really appreciate it if you did do it. Um, that just helps boost the podcast up. It helps other people find it as well. And I also would love to hear your feedback. Even if you send it to me personally, I'd be happy to hear your thoughts and of your comments. Um, I'd really, really love that. So thank you again for all of your support. Have a beautiful Christmas and New Year's. And I'll see you in the new year. Mm-hmm.